the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, September the 3rd, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on September 3, 1939, Britain, France, Australia, and New Zealand declared war on Germany two days after the Nazi invasion of Poland. In a radio address, Britain's King George VI said, quote, With God's help, we shall prevail. Today in 1609, English explorer Henry Hudson, he and his crew on the Half Moon, they entered present-day New York Harbor. They began sailing up a river there that now bears his name, the Hudson River. Runs right through New York City. He did not do well on that trip because later he his uh, ship would be taken over by some of his crew, and he and his, I think his son and a couple of other crew members would be set adrift uh, in what is now Hudson Bay. He survived it, but uh, it was not what he, probably not what he had in mind on that particular voyage. Today in 1783, representatives of the United States and Britain signed the Treaty of Paris. That officially ended the Revolutionary War. Today in 1976, Americans Viking II it, la- it landed on the uh, on Mars, touched down, took some close-up color photographs, first ones ever taken from that perspective, of, of course. Today, in 1995, the online auction site eBay was founded in San Jose, California. They called it initially Auction Web. Probably eBay is a better name, Auction Web. Today in 2019, Walmart said it would stop selling ammunition for handguns and short barrel rifles. The store chain requested that customers not openly carry firearms in the stores. The announcement followed a shooting at a Walmart store in Texas, left 22 people dead. And one year ago today, self-described anti-fascist Antifa, Michael uh, Reinold, He was the suspect in the slaying of a conservative, a right-wing protester against Antifa in Portland the previous weekend. But today, one year ago, Reinhold was fatally shot by federal agents who said he had pulled a gun as they tried to arrest him at a home near Lacey in Washington. Well, the Biden administration had projected a good growth of jobs this month or this past month in August, didn't happen. The Biden administration had projected that there would be 735,000 new jobs. The report came out this morning. There were 235,000 new jobs, way off. About 500,000 jobs off, half a million. Nobody's sure what to do with that number today. They're all talking about it in the financial field. They're trying to figure out why they all missed it so far. I don't have the answer to that, but I do know that these are unusual and unpredictable. The Bible calls them perilous times. 
it's very hard to get a grip on what's going on today in our world. There's so much change. There's so much up and down and back and forth and <clears throat> so on. There, it's just a, a time of, of chaos. Our president is contributing substantially to the chaos in our own country and other countries as well, most recently Afghanistan. But we do we do live in very uncertain times. I was reading this morning earlier. Let me share a verse, a couple of verses with you from 1 Peter chapter 3. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. You might think when you hear that, well, I'm not righteous, you know, I, I'm not perfect. It's not talking about your self-righteousness, and it's certainly not talking about perfection. It's talking about the way the Lord sees you and me and all of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. We are then seen by God the Father, Almighty God, as perfect, as righteous. It's as though we have never sinned. That's why it's called theologically justification. It's just as though you've never sinned. So you are the righteous. Don't let it go to your head, but I mean, you are. God sees us all as righteous. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open under their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Well, the answer to that, the quick answer is God's hand of protection is upon you. The eternal God, Moses wrote many years before Peter wrote that. The eternal God is thy refuge underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall thrust thou out of the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. There is no enemy that you will face in your life, whether it's emotional, psychological, or physical, that God will not protect us. God is faithful. God is with us. And these are perilous times. These are very, very difficult times for all of us. But just lean on the everlasting arms. Trust the Lord, because God is indeed in control. But he does not want us to be uninformed. That's why we must keep in the forefront of our thinking and our, our, the way we view things, the fact that God is in control. God is a sovereign God, is almighty. He is omnipresent, omniscient. He is the, great, the creator, almighty God, who was and is and forevermore shall be. And he is in control of the course of human events. Indeed. He is. But we, he wants us to be informed, and that's, of course, why we do this program, is to try to keep us all informed. And in that vein, it's happening. People predicted that it would. I mentioned it on this program. The U.S. government-funded military equipment given to the Afghan army just days ago when we flew out of there, the last flight. Uh, I think the last flight has taken on some new meaning uh, to President Biden. I mean, it may be his last flight. I don't know. But his his uh, popularity is, is tanked. I mean, it's way down, like 43% this morning or something like that. Even independents now are pulling away from him saying he's not qualified to be president. Kamala Harris is not vice president, not qualified to be president. What are we going to do now? I mean, there's all kinds of chaos on the left and even the moderate in the middle, some of the independents. But that last flight out of 
Kabul a couple of days ago set in motion a whole lot of things that will have consequences that are having consequences. Pictures are showing up this morning of equipment that was left behind by the Afghan army during our 20 years there has already been spotted in Iran. Yeah, that's right. It's there in Iran. They're hauling our equipment from Afghanistan into Iran as we speak. Pictures are showing up on social media. Saudi Arabia is reporting that it's happening. Several U.S. military armored vehicles are seen in these pictures. Belong to the Afghan army. They're gone now. The Taliban has taken over the country. Iran is there to help the Taliban. They, they say they're going to help stabilize the country while they haul all of these U.S. war machines out of the country into their own country. Saudi, Saudi News says, are showing pictures of it. They're reporting. Some of the uh, images are shared on Twitter showing trucks belonging to the Iranian army transporting U.S. Humvees and other equipment from Afghanistan on this highway that connects couple of cities in in uh, Afghanistan to um, a, a city, is, I think it's pronounced Garmsor or something like that. It's just southeast of Tehran, the capital of Iran. Afghanistan's former, former defense minister, this uh, Bismala Mohammadi, he's uh, sharing some of these images on his own Twitter account this morning. Um, he isn't saying anything. He's probably afraid to say anything, but he's showing the pictures. It's out there. Also, the Taliban-led country of Afghanistan now is, doesn't have to worry about financing because China has stepped up just overnight. And they're saying this morning that they're going to, they have a new China, the Communist Party of China, has a new Silk Road initiative, they said, their spokesman said last night, and they're saying it again this morning. I, They say, quote, China is our uh, Afghanistan, or the the uh, uh, group that that's taken over the country now in, in Afghanistan. There's several groups there, but in general, the Taliban has taken over. But Al Qaeda is all over the place. But they're saying China is our most important partner, and represents a fundamental and extraordinary opportunity for us because it is ready. China is ready to invest and rebuild our country. Well, that's true. They are, and they've been doing this in Africa. Now they're going to be doing it in Afghanistan. They're going to be rebuilding the country, not because they're nice people, the communists. They are not. They're brutal and deadly, but they want to control the country. They're going to be building roads and bridges and all these kinds of things, uh, not only in Kabul, but around the country. They're expected to maintain their embassy in Kabul, and they're telling in uh, the... Um, Taliban that not to worry if the uh, federal or the the international uh, markets freeze them out, the, the Chinese Communist Party is going to help fund them and they will have access to world currency and they will be able to function and go ahead and uh, move forward. It didn't take an IQ of 300 for some anybody to see this coming, but so quickly. It seemed as though they were all poised, waiting for Biden to collapse. And that's exactly what he did. Biden administration officials have repeatedly claimed that they have leverage. He said that as lately as yesterday. 
that they have leverage over the Taliban. He says that if the group wants access to financial markets and the international community, it will have to respect the rights of women and allow Afghans to leave the country. Well, those are just hollow words. They have no intention of respecting the rights of women. That's the last thing that they have in mind. And as far as allowing Afghans to leave the country, they're going door to door now. CBN, the 700 Club, was reporting yesterday that they're talking to people on the ground and and the the Taliban is going door to door, knocking on doors. And if, if they find people that are either American or particularly Afghans who work for the American military and so on over the last 20 years, they're killing them. It's, I mean, that's where it is. And Biden is telling them that he's demanding that they look after and respect the rights of women. I mean, of course we respect the rights of women, and of course we want others to do so. But man, is he out of touch with what's happening there. This is not a time to be floating out these left-wing words that these guys are always putting out there. This is a time to get real. I mean, this is war, and it's kill or be killed. And we shrunk out of town in the middle of the night, essentially, with our tail between our legs. I mean, it's it's so un-American what he's done. It's so, I mean, it, it doesn't even square up with common sense. And now this, and he's telling America that we have leverage over the, I mean, what's the leverage? China says, no, they don't. Here's the money. Here's the equipment. We'll build your roads. We're going to rebuild your nation so they can control it. We'll help you. They're not there to do war with them. They're there. Oh, yeah, we'll help you as they take over the country. And the minerals of which Afghanistan is rich in, rare earth minerals, that is desperately needed in making batteries and other things that all the rest of the world uses. Uh, it's, it's It's a mess. I used to think, I never thought I'd see the day when I could make a comparison and come out feeling that Jimmy Carter was the better president. I never thought I'd see the day he was a horrible president. Not just because he was a Democrat, but just because of his policies. But Jimmy Carter was successful compared to what we're seeing now. It is pathetic. I hope I, I'm, I'm certain that the left has not learned anything from this because they're unwilling to learn. They just keep charging forward. Like C.S. Lewis uh, said in, in a statement he made about progressives, he said, hey, get on the wrong road and progressives just keep going. Just one more step. We've got to make progress. Got to make progress. He said the real progressive finally figures out that they're doing it wrong and they go back to where they started and get on the right path. But these guys will not do that. And I don't see that coming in the near future. What is perhaps coming in the near future is the fact that maybe, maybe this next election, we can get enough votes to overcome the irregularities and maybe some conservatives can get back in control of this country. And they should be. We need them to be, for sure. Well, Ocasio-Cortez, the squad, as she's called, she and her group, and they they are pretty powerful. They jerk Nancy Pelosi around more than you would think, but she still remains her position as Speaker of the House. But the squad, AOC, 
she is now calling, demanding that to address this Texas abortion law that basically undermines Roe v. Wade big time. And I want to talk a little bit more about that today. She's demanding that we end the filibuster and that and the Democrats are in a position to do that now because they have the majority and pack the Supreme Court. She's demanding that. Some are calling Texas now because of their new anti-abortion law, pro-life law. They're calling them Texas, the Taliban, <laughs> because they are now they are now discriminating against women, treating women just like the Taliban does because they won't allow them to have abortions on demand. Boy, it's interesting. Well, he's still reeling from his disaster in Afghanistan. President Biden, though, turned his attention. He said the whole of our government effort, that's you and me, the whole of our government effort, he said yesterday, is going to be directed toward Texas to fight the latest Texas ban on abortion of an unborn child with a heartbeat. He just messed up Afghanistan and the world with his inability to lead, and now all he's putting the full force of our government against the pro-life choice and pro-life law that was passed in Texas. In his statement, Biden proposes using the Department of Health and Human Services and the Justice Department to challenge this Texas law and ensure abortions for women in Texas. The president is criticizing the Supreme Court yesterday afternoon for choosing not to rule immediately to block this Texas law. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. You need to be informed because there are a lot of parts to this. It is a victory. We should rejoice and praise the Lord because it is a victory for life. But there are also some vulnerabilities in this, and I'm sure the Texas governor and the others that put this through, they know it. But we need to know, we need to pray, but we need to be informed as well. In his official statement, President Biden said, rather than use its supreme authority to ensure justice could be fairly sought, the highest court of our land will allow millions of women in Texas in need of critical reproductive health care. Boy, that bothers me when they call abortion reproductive health care. I mean, Anyway, he said they're in need of critical. It means they, they have an unwanted child in their womb and they want to kill it. That's what that means. It isn't reproductive care. But anyway, he said in need of critical reproductive care to suffer while courts shift through procedural complexities. Breitbart News tweeted, if there's one thing Joe Biden is passionate about, it's fighting to stop the beating hearts of innocent babies. Breitbart went on to tweet, they said Nancy Pelosi is triggered because more innocent babies with beating hearts won't be destroyed in Texas. Really, let how sick that is sink in. Pelosi, she was on Twitter as well yesterday. She tweeted that the Texas ban on abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected is a catastrophe to women in the Senate. These people talk out of both sides of their mouth. She's always talking about the five kids or grandkids or whatever that she has, her family, her husband, how close she is. And, and that may be true. I don't know. I mean, I know she has one daughter that's a flaming liberal activist, but I mean, I don't know how close they are. But this is a catastrophe for women. What about the child that's killed? What about the child that's torn with forceps out of the mother's womb? Is that not too a catastrophe? Let that sink in. 
Biden in his statement says, quote, and outrageously it deputizes private citizens to bring lawsuits against anyone they believe has helped another person get an abortion. He's trying to make something out of that that it isn't, but it does allow that. The president says, quote, my administration is deeply committed to the constitutional right established in Roe v. Wade nearly five decades ago and will protect and defend the right. Well, President Biden and Nancy are not the only leftists. Democrat Representative Eric Swalwell, remember him from some of the hearings? I wish I had time to bring you up to speed on that. I don't. But he says August 31 has come and passed and we were all we all feared what we all feared has finally happened. A tyrannical regime is using its power to control women. He's comparing the Texas legislature and the governor to the Taliban. A lot of others are doing that as well. Author Stephen King, he says, quote, yesterday on social media, the Taliban would love the Texas abortion law. Entertainment, LGBTQ news contributor Scott Nevins, he is saying, he's suggesting that the Republican Party is the Texas Taliban. Hillary Clinton, she had to jump in. She doesn't miss an opportunity to get her face out there. She tweeted yesterday, under the cover of darkness, by choosing to do nothing, the Supreme Court allowed an unconstitutional abortion ban in Texas to go into effect last night. Their decision doesn't change the fact reproductive rights are human rights. We will fight for them. She's always fighting for something. The governor governor of Texas, he said, Governor Greg Abbott, he said, no freedom is more precious than life itself. No freedom is more precious than life itself. Starting today, he said, every unborn child with a heartbeat will be protected from the ravages of abortion. Texas will always defend the right to life. Let me talk to you just for a minute or two about this SB, this bill. It's SB 8. It's known as the Texas Heartbeat Act. Other states have tried to do something like this on behalf of life and the sanctity of life. Mississippi is coming up. They're they're going to be heard by the Supreme Court this fall. I talked about that a couple of months ago on this program. So next fall when the uh, Supreme Court, I mean, which isn't too far, I think it's 1st of October, something like that, when they reconvene, they're going to um, be hearing this case. So it's coming up. But others have tried to do this as well. But this Texas bill is unique, and it was very well thought out. That's what That's why the left is so irate. I mean, they're just out of control over this because they can see the potential that this law has to undermine, completely undermine Roe v. Wade. But anyway, the bill makes an exception, allowing for abortions in the case of a medical emergency, but not rape or incest. It would be by private citizens that are empowered to sue abortion providers and others who assist in these abortions, if they get an abortion after about six weeks when there is a heartbeat that can be detected. Those private citizens would not need to have a connection to an abortion provider or a person seeking an abortion, and they would not need to be Texas residents. This is driving the left crazy because they are just obsessed with killing unwanted babies, and we all know that. But this, it kind of caught them off guard, to be honest with you. I mean, they weren't quite prepared for this. It's a very well thought out 
a bill and law. But the law is part of a broader nationwide effort to protect human life. At least 12 other states have enacted bans early in pregnancy, and this ruling could have an effect on those rulings that are to come, including Mississippi. The Supreme Court will hear arguments, as I said in the fall, on the Mississippi but there, uh, law, but there are others that can be affected by this. It's kind of a domino kind of an effect. It's refreshing to see a win like this once in a while. I mean, it, it really is. And there's other instances where righteousness is beginning to prevail in our culture. The reason that this is happening is because, number one, there's a there's a ruling, and the New York Times wrote this big article about it this morning. They're deeply concerned. I haven't had time to study it, but I looked at it just before I came on the air. I was, in fact, I spent a couple of minutes reading it. But it's their featured article today, New York Times. And they begin with, good morning. Why is the Supreme Court using its shadow docket so often? And the shadow docket is something that has been used just as much by the left, by Barack Obama and all the other previous uh, presidents who are leftists. Uh, but they did use that to get this passed. And um, what it is, basically, it's a condensed ruling. It doesn't go on and on and on where people get up and grandstand and they go on and on like a court trial. But it's something where the each of the um, I, I'm really condensing it. I mean, it's much bigger than this, but for the sake of time, where each of the justices on the Supreme Court, they analyze it personally, the, the law or whatever the issue is, in this case, the law, and they rule on it. Each one has a vote and they rule on it based on what they have seen. There's not a bunch of testimony and all that. It's, it's a quick response to something that is urgent. They use that what's called a shadow document on their decision on this. So the New York Times is picking up on this big article. It goes on and on. It's probably 3,000 words. And it, they talk about this, and they're trying to create kind of a backlash nationally to this to say, well, that's not a legitimate ruling, much like legitimate you know, elections or whatever. So they're trying to turn this around and trying to force feed this back into the culture and into the minds of people who are uninformed and suggest that this isn't a an actual ruling. It is an actual ruling. And they also are setting the the stage, I believe, to use the, this and other of these kinds of arguments to pack the court. And that would be transformative to America. I mean, I don't know how we would recover from that if they changed it the way they're talking about just wholesale marching in however many people they need, six, eight, nine, ten, to change the court. So every ruling would be going forward would be in favor of the far left, radical leftist agenda. So that's a word you're going to be seeing around. I wish I had more time to talk about it, but it's called the shadow docket. And um, it's used often. It's not used exclusively by conservatives on the court, on the Supreme Court. It's used by all presidents that are all you know, president's administrations, that's happened under them. And it happened again on this one. So be aware of that. We'll talk about more of it in the future. Uh, before we uh, say goodbye here today and have to take off and I'll see you on Monday, but let me remind you to please stand with us financially. We need your support. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009.
or you can contribute online at our website, faithandfreedom.us. Have a great weekend and a great uh, Monday, but I'll see you here on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.